pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to the John DePietro Show. Fall is the perfect time to get your lawn the best it can be. Folks, call Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island today, 401-392-1025 or online, lawndoctor.com. Lawndoctor.com or call them 401-392-1025. Fall is the perfect time where they will treat your lawn, top quality, lawn care company for Rhode Island, your best lawn ever guaranteed, and this is the best time to have it treated Call Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island today, 401-392-1025 or online at lawndoctor.com. You're listening to the John DePietro Show, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, you always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. Just click listen live. Boy, it is a rainy Monday. It is a real Monday, and it's going to be a stormy couple days over the course of the weekend, which was beautiful, by the way. Great Patriot win. Uh, tough luck for the uh, the Red Sox. but beautiful weather and on saturday i happened to go to connecticut where there was an american first rally and marjorie taylor green mtg who uh, we met last month in dc she was the keynote speaker and folks by being there it was almost to me a little bit um and i do have the video up on the website to petro.com being at this rally on saturday by the way on, on a private private land so they didn't have let let all the protesters in but um, it was like going back like a year in time. I mean, it was Trump signs and Trump flags. And folks, he just is still still so strong with this party. And the, the things that he brought forth and that have resonated in people are do not like the direction the country's headed in. I just don't see as much as people talk about some some different people, whether it be Mike Pence or Governor Ron DeSantis, I, I'm going to. I want to go to Chris Christie, former governor of New Jersey, was on this week, and he certainly has thought and looked at maybe running in 2024. But listen to what he had to say about where the party is right now. I said this to Sarah when we were off air. Today, it's just barely nine months since Donald Trump left office. Just barely nine months. I am so weary of our instant gratification society and stuff that we just saw from Nate. I, so it's nine months afterwards. We expect the whole world to have changed in nine months inside the Republican Party. The guy was the nominee in 16. He was the president for four years. I don't expect things are going to change, and especially when a lot of Republicans are resistant to what uh, what, what Joe Biden's trying to do now. It's a vacuum. He is the only name. No one else has declared themselves for president. No one else is yet seen as a president by people in the Republican Party. We haven't had midterms yet. So I think all this stuff is, quite frankly, no offense to our show, wasted air, because it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter right now. And this is the inevitable answer. Now, the piece he's referring to happened to show that President Trump still has a hold on the party, which he does. And it is true about the midterms. <clears throat> and there's some races to watch like that race for the governor of Virginia. But folks, I'm telling you, I mean, gas right now is just shooting through the roof, the open border. The, the Biden agenda is it's really as if it's the Bernie Sanders agenda agenda. It's not it's not a moderate agenda. What's going on in the country right now? You talk to everyone. The, the Biden approval ratings are just uh, continuing to spiral down. And I think that's going to be really tough for him to get them up. A lot of the issues that President Trump has brought up, whether it's the border or just <clears throat> look at the price of gas. That doesn't have to be that way. That's a self-inflicted wound with the price of gas. The supply chain shortage and what's going on on the west coast that falls into the biden administration but as, as we said you had the disaster in afghanistan it is one thing after another and they still don't have it. and i don't think this spending package is the way to go that's not what people want folks they want to enact right now social welfare programs cradle to grave that would forever change the nation and you're already seeing when you pay people not to work just for a few months they don't immediately go back to work People are not going back to work. All these people that are on the street and they're homeless. And now look at the attitude. Now they expect the state of Rhode Island to take care of the homeless problem. When you tell people you do whatever you want, we got it handled, we'll pay you, don't worry, everything's handled. Then they start to, there's a dependency on something like that. It's wrong, but I'm telling you, I, I see no one else. Chris Christie, if he's right about one thing, 
it's uh, there's only one name that continues to come up. There was one name that brought attention to the border. There's one name that really went after China, rightfully so, and it continues to be the name of President Trump. He is the one. He's the one that motivates people. He's the one that gets people out. He's the one that takes people who are not part of the process and say, I want to be part of the process. I want to support that guy. Folks, the state of Rhode Island, this is ridiculous. All these people living out in the streets, living out in the open, they're being told it's okay. They're being told you'll be taken care of. More and more illegals are coming in. They're taking the low-income housing, and they're pushing all these low-income individuals out into the street. That's what's going on. It's just that no one wants to talk about it. All right, a lot more ahead. Folks, you're listening to The John DePietro Show. MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, MEGA, 508-336-2110. 508-336-2110 for MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Whether it's commercial trailers, diesel equipment, free estimates, FHWA inspections, also Rhode Island State Inspection Station, trailer pickup and delivery. Listen, you're trying to run your business. You need MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508 508- 336-2110. Trailer pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service, ABS repairs, brakes, doors. Listen, if it's on a trailer, they can fix it. MEGA truck and trailer repair. Call them today, 508-336-2110. You need it fixed. You need it fixed in a hurry, and you need it fixed right. Call MEGA truck and trailer repair today. Remember, free estimates, commercial trailers, diesel equipment, trailer pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service, and if it's on a trailer, they can fix it. MEGA truck and trailer repair. Call them today, 508-336-2110. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional? has been doing this work for 23 years contact karen etchels at innovast digital marketing karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results she's local and responsive call karen etchels at 401-321-2799 that's 401-321-2799 or find karen on the web at www.innovast.com fall very soon the heating season will be here let j kale engineering design and install a natural gas high efficiency carrier infinity system jkl energy efficient quiet more affordable than you think no gas no problem let j kale engineering design and install a high efficiency infinity heat pump system including ductless splits heats in the winter cools in the summer these units are so efficient it can reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. They have the highest rebates in the market. They also do new installation and replacement of high efficiency gas boilers. JKL, carrier factory authorized dealer, licensed in both Rhode Island and Massachusetts for 55 years. JKL's reputation, second to none, especially for technical expertise and customer satisfaction. JKL is an approved national grid VPI installer. JKL is also a Navian certified factory dealer called JKL for a system replacement, oil to gas, or for a heat pump. Estimates are free. Financing is available, both residential and commercial. Call JKL Engineering today at 401-351-7600. They do it right. They do it right the first time. They're licensed in both Rhode Island and Massachusetts. JKL, 401-351-7600. Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, Petro.com. It's time for our segment, Politics This Week. Joining me, he is the managing editor, AnchorRising.com. It's Justin Katz. Justin, I want to start off with, I just, I think the imaging is terrible. Uh, coming up this Friday, they had a big announcement where they're going to be awarding these uh, cannabis licenses to certain individuals that want it. Um, just the setup that they're going to have where it, it's, it's like, a, it, well, first of all, it's a lottery, but the way it's designed, they're going to have kind of when you're watching a drawing, the balls pop up and 
I, I think this just sends the wrong message because we associate lotteries with winners and, you know, people excited and there's a lot of money involved and you're a quota, you know, a lottery winner. And for, you know, a state that wants to be taken seriously in business, business wise, um, I, I just I have a problem with the optics of how this is seemingly is going to go down this Friday. No, and I, I, well, I think you're right too. And it, but of course, it, there is a lot of money, so it is almost like a like a lottery winning. I mean, these companies, uh, 37 companies or so, have put in bids, or 23 companies for 37 licenses, and they're they've paid a lot of money to get into it. Um, sorry, 37 bids from 23 companies, but they paid a lot of money to get into this, and so they it is a big deal. And but I think that what it really points to is the problem. The government is getting itself into with this sort of venture. I mean, we've already seen right almost right out of the gate of legalizing marijuana. We've got a, the the former mayor Jaziel Correa of, of Fall River uh, yep. indicted and, and for reasons of having to do with these marijuana licenses. And so they're in a tough spot. I mean, if you it, the temptation just to corruptly take bribes to give them out is huge. And that, that's a big problem as well. So what do you do? It's almost as if they've left themselves no choice but to do things in, a, in an obviously almost almost comically random way. I mean, but I think that really points to the, the problem of this whole principle is that this idea that getting government involved somehow right. cleans right. up an illegal drug uh, racket. It, and it does. And I agree with you. And I just, you know, wonder, you don't see this type of um, this type of approach with with other products. Uh, if you and I feel, hey, I have a good idea and a, a flavor or a recipe, I should say, for a certain type of brewery, then we open and then you let the, you know, the free market uh, take over. Maybe people like the brew that we put out. Maybe, maybe they don't. Um, and you're starting to see that. So I, I'm always hesitant when, whenever there's a limited number, Justin, it certainly just incredibly increases the uh, p- potential for government corruption. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I, but that's that's at the core of this whole venture. I mean, the governments governments have discovered with casinos and gambling how nice it is to be able to make an illegal thing legal for government profit, and that's yep. what they're doing here. And that's why I, I'm against this whole effort. And to begin with, despite thinking marijuana probably should not be illegal, uh, this is just a money grab. And so that's that's what it comes down to. And when you have a government money grab, you're going to have corruption. It's just built. It's baked in. Now, last week also, we started to get some um, some idea of some of the testimony that's going on. This is uh, a trial. It's not getting a lot of attention, but it's the parents. I did interview one of the, the lead plaintiffs uh, in this. These are parents that are challenging the science, uh, again, in Rhode Island, where it's, it's a mask mandate within the schools. So um, the attorney... Uh, wanted to go through them. But anyhow, I think one of the most important things they've brought out that Justin Katz, the media really has not harped on is the way it was being framed that children were dying from the virus. And, you know, I would see, and I even mentioned this plaintiff on, online, anytime anyone mentioned that children should not be masked in school, you know, the other side pushes back with, well, what's the acceptable number to you with the kids that should die and the children are dying. And I guess we learned in the testimony, they had Dr. McDonald on the stand from the Rhode Island health department. He testified that if you have a young person, gunshot wound, they rush to the hospital. Uh, they pass away. If they test them and they also had COVID, they put COVID as cause of death instead of the gunshot wound. And Justin, that, that just seems ludicrous. Well, right. Well, they, they count on the list of people who are who, who died of co- with COVID. That's that's been a big contention for for months. Is this, you know, is it with COVID or of COVID? Um, per I, the last time I looked at it, there were three pediatric deaths involving COVID. Two were confirmed not to be COVID driven. And the other one was indeterminate, which means it could have been COVID or, or not. Um, it's still not a tremendous risk. And I think we've seen this even with um, with Pfizer, just in their study that was just released about uh, how safe the safety of the vaccine for, for children. They only only 1.4% of kids who did not get the vaccine caught COVID in the first place, and nobody had a serious 
uh, reaction to, to the virus, whether they were vaccinated or not. That's the level of, of danger, which is none. It's much less than uh, much less than even probably vaccinated adults the risk to children. And I, I mean, I, Joe Rogan recently, the podcaster, made made headlines around the country for for pointing this out um, to the CNN doctor. Just the if you're vaccinated, if you're young, or if you've had COVID, you're safe. And we any and that's why it's really lamentable, as you suggest that. It, the news media, the courts, nobody is taking seriously the harms of things like vaccine, vaccinating or ma- masking. I mean, not the harms, but the risks of vaccinating and the harms of masking. I mean, that's that's a big, great argument the parents have. They've observed, I mean, you've got 35. It's not as if this is a fringe family or two. Uh, they've observed tangible harms to their children of what the way we've been handling this with kids. And there've got to be, you've got to be able to see faces smiling or, or pronouncing words. It's just, you, you don't learn as well without it. So there are harms and the, the risk of the virus to say, how many kids do you want to die? And you know, you, you could almost say, well, how many kids do you want to die of suicide or drug overdose because they weren't right. properly educated, couldn't find a job and spent years miserable and then killed themselves or, or overdosed on drugs. I mean, that that's, more plausible in my view than children dying of large numbers of children dying of COVID. And yet we don't, we can't look that far ahead. It's, it's just, it's just a shame. Um, it's a shame that, that the people in charge won't consider that side of the argument. It's, it's a shame in my view that, that the judge will probably is just not going to stand up for the rights of the people at the end of the day. See, that's the thing. And, uh, and it goes back to our trust in the court system. Again, that, that hasn't been decided yet. But Justin, I'll, I'll share with you, you know, I would find it frustrating that I would be at one of the COVID briefings and Dr. Scott and I would ask her and, you know, the, as she's standing there and the head of the Department of Health and, and it's a live press briefing and she's saying, oh, no, there are school aged children that have died of COVID. I, I admit there's there's a level of trust that I, I, I trust that she is, you know, telling us the truth that that did happen. Um, it puts you in an awkward position to question that. And then for it to come out of how they, you know, basically anyone that shows up in the hospital, if they if they die, if in fact they also test positive for COVID, they're putting that as the reason. So um, I think there's, there's a lot of problems with this because it also just erodes the confidence. I, I come back to when you have the head of the Rhode Island Department of Health, whether it's Dr. Cole Scholar, Dr. McDonald, when they're standing up in front of the cameras and saying, you know, the following there's there's a level of trust that we're placing in that, that they're giving us, you know, no spin and what's going on. And now we find out that that was not the case, that uh, this whole assessment that that there are school aged children in Rhode Island that have been dying of COVID has now been proven that it's just not true. Yeah. You know, I, I remember still when I was in, in high school, you know, there was a child who, who just had a heart attack or something running around a track during gym class. I mean, children die. And it's so it's, it's just morally wrong for, for the advocates to be uh, to be making that making a policy decision, you know, with that kind of a guilt trip like that. But I think you put your finger on a, a big, big concern of mine is the credibility of these public health experts, quote unquote, going forward, I think is in big trouble uh, for, for a fundraiser, for a charity, for a nonprofit. A few weeks ago, I was working one of the stands at Gillette for a football game. No masks. I mean, maybe three to three to six during the entire, you know, thousands of people I saw walk by the stand that people have that experience in their daily lives. And then they go home and have to put a mask on their children to go to school. I, I think people are starting to just are, are in the long run, not going to trust the, the government's uh, prescriptions for these sorts of things, which could be you know, really dangerous the next time one of these happens. If, it's a, you, if you get a boy who cried wolf kind of situation where people yeah. just say, you know what, you made us mask our kids. I've watched them collapse in their school uh school not collapse but fail in their school afterwards when they got depressed or couldn't study or couldn't understand what the teacher was saying meanwhile we were all going out to the going out to the trampoline park and none of the kids had masks i went to gillette for a football game nobody had a mask and there weren't big outbreaks you lied to us and the next time the government wants to needs to uh be able to get people to, to behave properly in the face of some kind of pandemic they're not going to be able to which frankly, probably just means they'll crack down even more in a totalitarian way they've been doing, like Australia, for example. That's right. Um, and you, you listen, it, and it doesn't take long for it to happen. You see it with meteorologists when they blow the prediction on a storm, and then it happens once or twice during the course of the winter. After that, people are like, oh, they, 
they always keep saying we're going to get you know crushed with a big snowstorm then it turns out to be nothing and people lose faith folks quick break a lot more politics this week right here on the john DePietro show it is a challenge trying to run your business today especially if you spend most of your time trying to find the right workers instead let mega professionals find them for you call them today 508-336-7801 right now are you spending a good amount of your time trying to find the right workers for your business, your company, call MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals today, 508-336-7801. If you need workers, drivers, certified help, part-time, full-time, weekend work, local, which is AKA sleep-at-home drivers, maybe it is drivers, class A, B, non-CDL, warehouse workers, mechanics, skilled labor, office professionals, even in the healthcare business, you can depend on MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals. Call them today, 508-336-7801. How much time are you spending trying to find the right workers for your business? Let MEGA professionals find them for you. Call them right now, 508-336-7801 for MEGA professionals. Our segment is politics this week. With me is Justin Katz, managing editor at AnchorRising.com. So, Justin, last week, I thought this was interesting. Senator Ted Cruz uh, basically was kind of having fun. But at the same time, I thought he was making a very valid argument, and that is about port of entry. And a lot of people that advocate for open borders and you got to let all these people in and it has to do with the illegal immigration. He was saying they would feel differently if, you know, parts closer to them were more ports of entry. And you think about it, one time New York was Ellis Island, but that was, uh, if, if you didn't pass, then people shipped right back. But what he was basically saying was places like Block Island, Newport, Martha's Vineyard, a lot of the individuals that are uh, progressive and you know open borders, they'd feel differently if instead of Texas or Arizona, if all these illegals were pouring over the border there. Well, the fact that he mentioned that, you had Governor McKee, you know, saying I can't say anything polite. And then it was all a pylon of, you know, Langevin, Senate Congressman Langevin saying, you take Rhode Island out of your mouth. And and then Ted Cruz even snapped back at Governor McKee because of his answer. So I thought, uh, well, I have a number of different thoughts on this, but I thought Senator Ted Cruz, I thought, I thought he made a very valid point. Uh, I, I thought the media wasn't looking and they were using it more of a pylon. But what, what are your thoughts on this back and forth between Cicilline jumped in on it, obviously McKee and Landrin and uh, Texas Senator Ted Cruz? Well, I, uh, for a lot of them, I mean, obviously the ones in Congress, they're, they're on Ted Cruz's kind of political stage. Uh, others like McKee, I, I think you'd be better off just taking a pass on something like that. Uh, but he, he raised a, a, an excellent point. I think one of the reasons you get the backlash and the pile on is not only because they're appealing to their bases, I, I think. David Cicilline has figured out I was on his mailing list and took me off in recent months. But um, yeah, I'm sure he was sending out uh, fundraisers to his base saying, we need more money to push back against xenophobes like Ted Cruz. Um, yeah. But but what they what they want, ultimately, they they actually, I think, like the immigration. So in that in that regard, he's, he's got that wrong. What 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 they wouldn't want is what Texas faces, which is the filter where, where they all pour in the the state of Rhode Island all of these Democrats, they want the immigration because it's a lot easier to, to import new people than to fix right. things that are broken for the people That's who right. are here. And it's going to take new immigrants ten, decades or generations to figure out the scam and start pushing back. And by, by that time, these politicians will have moved on or, or found another scam. Uh, and so that's what they like. I mean, I've, I've been writing about this for years in, say, Lawrence, Massachusetts. That's what happened was when business started to dry up, you still had the government infrastructure looking for things to do and people to tax and reasons to make money. And so what they do, they started to really try to attract uh, foreign nationals into their into their community as a, a kind of the, the service to, to be to provide services to and tax other people for. That's what they want in Rhode Island. What they don't want, though, is people under bridges like we were seeing in Texas because or or in these camps where you know just 
you know there's raging diseases and and uh, uh, and so on. That's the stuff they don't want, and they're happy for that to be happening in a place like Texas rather than our nice little beach communities here in Rhode Island. And that it's 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 a very point, very well made. And I think for anybody who's not in the tank for the the local progressives and Democrats, I, I think it, it it probably at the end of the day. Uh, Ted Cruz got the win on, on that exchange. I think so. And I also noticed in the coverage, Justin, that, you know, there's there's no there was no talk, not that I saw or any mention of just the amount of illegals that come into the state. Uh, the fact that, you know, that Boston Globe story and then I think the journal did a follow up on how they were paying the illegals to fill out the census. There was there was no element of that. And, and normally, instead of going to an area and asking, you know, they went to Newport. I saw one television station talk to the Mayor Newport. They also asked Blake Flippy, who's the Republican, lives on Block Island. But what they didn't do was they didn't go into, say, parts of Providence with this high populations of illegals living there, Central Falls, and ask them what they think about it. I noticed there was no local angle on that. Now, speaking of that, the New York Post broke that uh, the Biden, the, the U.S. government, Biden administration has been using an airport in Westchester and flying from the border, illegals into that airport, and then a bus greets them, and then they disperse them in the community. And the New York Post broke it that they've been doing this, and they do it at suburban airports at night. Uh, the White House basically admitted to it. Pete Ducey was um, questioning Jen Psaki about it. And, you know, and then, you know, for weeks and months, I have been hearing from people that live in the Quonset area that they've been getting some uh, flights at night. And then some of the works, they were even provided me with some photos of it's definitely passengers getting off the plane and getting onto a bus. So I went down and uh, and it was incredible. I thought other people would then realize that it's a local story. But the local media, A, seems to have no interest in it. And, you know, I even got pushback from people of, you know, even if that's the case and uh, what do you care who's coming in there and. I, I don't understand the whole approach to the fact, but to me, it's very clear they're not just using Westchester Airport. I think it's very clear that those people were right that have been telling me all summer that they were insisting flights were coming in sometimes two o'clock in the morning, one o'clock in the morning, late at night. Uh, people would get off. They'd bust them into different places. And then that's just and of course, Rhode Island always has the hand up to take uh, more people in as residents. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not just New York and Rhode Island. I mean, in, in, even in the spring, there were stories across the country, Tennessee and in the south of of, yes. of chartered flights, flights coming in and chartered buses picking people up often yep. in the middle of the night with no with no way to find out what was going on and no no feedback from the government, no interest in the, the mainstream news media. And that's a big problem. But isn't it isn't it funny? It's, it's a big major story that everybody in the media jumps on if, if Senator Ted Cruz from Texas makes a joke about Rhode Island. However, John DePietro from Rhode Island gets gets pictures of people being flown in in the middle of yeah. the night and put on buses that with the big that say in, in the, their letters on their on the front of the bus chartered bus. I mean that that's not a story. That's not something where the Providence Journal and WPRI, WJR, ABC Six, where they would say, "Okay, I'm on the government side on this. I like immigration, but what about this story?" Governor McKee, what about right. this? Is there anything to be concerned about? Where are these kids going? We're just curious. We want to know for their own good, you know, and for the information of our readers. They're just not, they're not interested. Informing their readers does not seem, or viewers does not seem to be their primary concern. But, and I think the reason is because they know how this looks. I mean, when I saw your, your coverage, the first thing I thought of kind of silly i guess but was in invasion of the body snatchers you know there's a scene where where the uh the, the aliens are there and are you at night they're shuffling all the pods around throughout the yes. country to spread i mean that's that's what it looks like and they know that's what it looks like so they, they're going to ignore the the difficult shots and the the hard stories i mean if if this were any differently i if there were i don't know some, let's say some right-wing conspiracy to fly in conservatives and spread them out throughout rhode island or something like that there would be story after story of who's funding this where are they coming from who's screening them how do we know who they are where are they going how are they paying their fare that would be constantly in the news but because they support this they know how 
bad it looks that they're doing it this way, that they're hiding it effectively, that they're going to they're going to bury it. It's, a, it's like the Internet meme that goes around. It says the news media, uh, the job of the mainstream news media is to cover stories with a pillow till they die. I mean, that's that's basically what you see in a situation. It's, it's really just wrong. And Justin, before we take a break, what about Lieutenant Governor Sabina Matos? Um, she sent a tweet at Ted Cruz saying Rhode Island will gladly house these new Americans. I, I think there's a fundamental problem that she views people that just come over the border. Let's just stay with the Haitians for a moment. Um, you fly them somewhere and then suddenly, boom, they're a new American. H- how is that possible? I don't view them that way. I view them as Haitians who have illegally crossed the border into our country and and now they're being processed somewhere. But just her phrase of these are the anyone that crosses over seemingly is suddenly a new American. Well, it, it certainly tells you the way the Democrats look at this process. They may say for the camera that, well, you know, these people are coming in. We just have to process them and some of them will have to go back. They may say that, but they once they're over the border, they think of them as new constituents. That's right. Uh, often displacing old constituents who are harder to please because they're, they're, they're educated, wealthier and, and have higher demands for the government to actually do things like pave roads uh these are these are the ideal constituents for the democrats and so that's their view and it's these aren't people who who have for whatever reason often good reasons tried to escape uh where they came from to a country that is that's freer and wealthier and has more opportunity uh you can't really blame them for that but you have to figure out you know whether they can stay how the process is going to work you have to know all that before you can start declaring them to be Americans. And that's, uh, that's kind of, she showed the cards there and said the quiet part out loud. Folks, another quick break, a lot more politics this week with Justin Katz, managing editor, anchorizing.com right here on the John DePietro show. If you're ever in an accident, pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body today, 401-272-3340. Were you in an auto accident, someone damaged your vehicle? Folks, it can happen, whether it's people not paying attention, a drunk driver, people texting and driving. If you're ever in an accident, pick up the phone, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Remember, with West Fountain Auto Body, they're going to work for you, not the insurance company. Call them today. If you were in an accident... Drunk driver, someone texting, driving, minor fender banner, even a nearly totaled vehicle. Call West Fountain Auto Body today, 401-272-3340. They'll handle everything for you, the original, the best. And if you're in an accident and a tow truck pulls up, tell them, bring that car over to West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340, 401-272-3340, West Fountain Auto Body, located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. They'll work for you, not the insurance company. If you're in an accident, call West Fountain today. Get it repaired, 401-272-3340. Our segment is Politics This Week. With me is Justin Katz, managing editor, anchorising.com. Justin, there's been a lot of talk on the Democrat side. Uh, Who's going to run for governor? You have Governor McKee. You have Matt Brown. You have Seth Magaziner. You have Nellie Govia. Now you have this Helena folks. Um, the Boston Globe did a story on two Republican names that are seen as uh, running for governor next year. One is Dave Darlington, who's already announced he is exploring it. And then the other is House Minority Leader Blake Filippi. And the Globe did a, a story on the two of them. Um, I'm just curious to hear some of your thoughts on, on this story and the potential of these two Republicans that would then face each other in a primary. Well, I've, on the first level, I think it's it's healthy and good for the Republicans to have a primary, provided it doesn't. And they both kind of said this in that story, provided it doesn't go south and, and become mean and nasty where they're they're hurting each other. If it can become if it can be civil and give the news media a reason to cover the Republicans race as if it's an actual political party, which of course it is, uh, that that could be very valuable when we've been hearing coverage of a Democrat primary for months and months and months. Um, that said, I, I think they both have big, big areas they need to convince people. I mean, 
Blake Filippi, I, I like him. I agree with, I think, just about every policy he's advocated for, uh, and he does a good job of it as a minority leader. But I, he's going to have to convince, I think, Rhode Islanders that he's got a level of, of competence running things. I, I think we've gone a little too far uh, in, in the expectation that just because you're, you agree with me or you're on the right political side, you can run a government. And I think we've, we've seen with, we're seeing with Biden, we saw with Chafee, uh, we're seeing, we're getting the lesson often that that's not necessarily correct. So I think that's, he, he may be the, exactly the right person to run a, a major you know, organization like a state government, but that's the case he's going to have to make. Darlington has, has, business experience, uh, lots of business experience, as well as government experience. So he, that case is a little bit easier for him. I think he's going to have to, uh, he, he's going to have to convince certainly the base in a primary that he's not just a squishy, chafey-like Republican. And there's some some reason for concern there. I mean, where the, the, the news media obviously is going to make, make them both either own or disown President Trump. That's right. Uh, Darl- Darlington, he, he hedged a little debate. but, but yeah, he, he hedged a little, but not quite enough. I mean, if you're if you're saying I don't believe in stolen elections, you don't have to say that. I mean, right. Even if you even if you don't, you're a lot of your base, including frankly me, thinks there was a, a by some definition it was stolen. Whether you're talking Correct. about illegal changes in the election or right down to inserting ballots that shouldn't have been inserted. Yep. Somewhere in there, there's theft. But whatever you believe about that, you don't have to. You don't have to. It's irrelevant to the governor, actually. So there's no reason to jump in, and, and he's going to take the bait. And I think that'll put him. That's what he's going to have to watch. So I think that's what those are the two two areas I think where they're going to be competing. Yeah, I I had problems with that statement as, as well, and I don't understand it because there's so many things you could go after right now just on the price of gas, or if you want to already start to go local, some of the corruption scandals. So that Governor Key has three investigations still going on his administration. I was really surprised he comes out of the box and feels the need uh, or pressure, whatever you want to say, but to take shots at the Trump administration. That that made I, I don't understand people that do that. And I'll go as far as to say is people like that normally don't win because you've just uh, alienated. President Trump got 200,000 votes in Rhode Island. It's the most votes by a Republican president in, since uh, George Bush in 1988. And think how much things have changed since then. To come out of the box and think you're going to run as like a Link Allman, Gary Sass, John Chafee Republican, I, I've already seen how that goes. I, I agree. Listen, it's it's not easy to try to thread the needle where you want to keep the Trump base but then try to get some independence. But there's no reason. I agree with you also. There's, there was nothing. He's not looking at how. So Joe Biden got 325,000 votes in Rhode Island. I don't believe that. I don't believe 525,000 people voted. Um, and, and I think you could go after that as opposed to just saying stolen elections. Now, Justin Katz, there was also um, national press, Wall Street Journal. It's something we've heard about, but it's it's starting to happen. And that is Rhode Island's going to be the first state in the union to have these injection centers. Um, I mean, to me, I, I, I think this is a really difficult situation to be in. They're, they're basically saying because of the opioid epidemic you bring people in they can inject in a safe place i i i think you're just going to attract people that want to use it recreationally use it on a steady basis it certainly isn't going to diminish the number of people using it um your thoughts on and the 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 state is going to be the first state think of that in the entire country to have injection centers i think it's uh, it's really evidence of kind of the confusion of progressive policies and how they're always trying to backfill the, the problems they've helped create with, with prior policies. I mean, we really need to, to back up and ask if this is the case, then we need to, it, it needs to be legalized in some respects. I mean, it's, there's just, it, it makes no intellectual or logical sense, right? right? You're, this is illegal to sell or purchase. It's illegal to carry, but if you happen to get to like a safe base like kids playing tag if you happen to get here we will test your drug for quality give it back to you let you inject and watch over you make sure nothing happens i just don't it's it's just a confused policy either these things are illegal or they're not that's where we need to have the conversation and i think a lot of it they're not thinking things through i know i know in the past when i've studied things like um 
like uh, abstinence education versus versus giving out free birth control. It's when you give out free birth control, you get more pregnancies, you get more STDs because people it okay's the behavior behind it right. and that people don't use it properly and i think that's the big big risk of these things if you if you take culturally if you take if people start to feel like this is a safer thing to do you're going to get more of it it's the same thing as lowering the price of a of a good if you make it safer that's lowering the price you're lowering a risk and so more people are going to do it and i that just that starts to worry me as well particularly i thought of that when i saw a progressive legislator Edith Agello saying she changed her mind when a friend of her son died of an, of an overdose during COVID, which I assume means during the lockdown, which is a really good point. So what are we going to do if there's another lockdown like that? Do the injection sites stay open so you can't go to a basketball game? You can't go to a movie, but you can go get high? Well, that that's a terrible message. And not only that, but during those times when people now feel like like drugs are safer, they're not going to be going to the injection site during lockdown because of maybe be scared of COVID. They'll be doing it at home anyway. And you're going to increase the number of, uh, the, well, there's real risk, I think, of increasing the number of, of overdoses. And I think that's one of those consequences they didn't think through. And I think that's because they're, they're not starting from the first premise. If we're having trouble with this because it's an illegal drug, should it be an illegal drug? Should Maybe if punishing people isn't the solution, is giving them a home base safe place really the solution or is it to stop punishing them? I think we don't have those deep conversations because they're much more difficult and they start to make politicians look bad. I think you're right. And Justin, not only that, but what you said right from the outset is <clears throat> people can bring their you know, fentanyl, heroin to these centers. They test it and then that kind of gives it the green light. You know, you're good to go. Oh, this is OK. This is good stuff. Um, at, at the very least, I mean, I that that if that's not encouraging, you know, they brought it there. They checked it out. This is good quality. Or then someone else says, no, you don't want to use that. That's has this or that or that's unsafe. You know, so I mean, to me, I, I see that as totally green lighting the process. But what what is frightening is you think about it. I mean, look at California or Portland that a scene is just so far like gone and homeless people everywhere and drugs are. And yet Rhode Island's going to be the first injection center. I don't know how they make the argument that this doesn't encourage, you know, if you and I live in mass or Connecticut and, and we are users and, but we want to do it safely. I, I think you move to Rhode Island to be near an injection center where they can test your stuff, go in there, uh, you know, help you with it. I, I, I don't see how this doesn't attract anyone who's a user within a 100 mile radius. I think they're packing up and they're moving to Rhode Island. Right. And well, and think think it through. I mean, you made a great point. I mean, so you bring in your your drug, you give it to the guy behind the counter, he tests it, said, oh, there's too much fentanyl in this. OK, now what does the does the government keep that and say, sorry, you, you just spent that money you begged off the street, you just spent it on an illegal, a dangerous drug, so I'm going to keep it. Or do you give it back and they leave and take it outside? Or is there now an industry all around in the neighborhoods right outside where they can go, oh, okay, and they can go out and go go get more drugs to try that one out? I mean, that's the complications here are, are enormous because they're yeah. not, it's all reactive. It's all based on emotion to cover up bad policy to begin with. And if I wanted to sell that stuff, if someone's a dealer, I can't think of a better place to set up shop than right near where the injection center is because that's where your customer base is going to be yeah frankly so, I, th I think this is this is <clears throat> the first step on a path toward legalizing this for, for another area where wow. the government can just make a lot of money i think that's yeah. that's really where they're headed with this like pot and gambling folks he is the managing editor anchorising.com justin Katz. justin great job as always and we will talk to you again thank you john it's a great conversation mega logistics m-e-g-a call them today 401 431 2300 401-431-2300 MEGA Logistics. Everything you need to run your business efficiently. Whether you have freight, freight, goods, third-party brokerage, warehousing, transportation, custom freight, supply chain management, routing, or maybe it's bill auditing, customer developing, a proven track record with Fortune 500 companies, you can depend on MEGA Logistics. Call them today, 401-431-2300. You have enough, enough challenges trying to run your business. Let MEGA Logistics help you do that. Call them today, 401-431-2300. Serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Again, if you have freight, 
freight, goods, warehousing, transportation, third-party brokerage. You can depend on MEGA Logistics. Call them today, 401-431-2300. 401-431-2300 for MEGA Logistics. Listening to the John DePietro Show, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, you've heard me talk about, first we started with September. I think the whole entire fall, actually, uh, should be suicide awareness, suicide prevention, if possible. And the person you've heard me speaking with, we've got such great feedback about it, is, first of all, the website is mantherapy.org, mantherapy.org. Joining us once again is our friend, Dr. Rob Harrison. And Dr. Rob, it is uh, so important. I want to just start off uh kind of to me the elephant in the room listen there's there's far more popular topics to talk about i'd rather talk to you about the patriots or how beautiful the fall weather is but uh suicide awareness as you've i've heard you even say that the workshop that people could be part of it's similar to like learning cpr could probably save more lives than cpr it's one of those things that can no longer be a topic that people no longer discuss uh, there are people out there that feel desperate, that are at the end of their rope. And the good news is there's warning signs for different individuals that they can spot and potentially in, save someone's life. That's right, John. Uh, anyone can learn this. Uh, it's called QPR, which stands for Question, Persuade, and Refer. And as I said before, it is more effective than CPR in saving lives. Um it basically teaches anyone how to recognize the sign that someone may be thinking of suicide and ask them directly the question, are you thinking of suicide or thinking of taking your life? And then for trying to persuade them to let you help them get some help as a friend or a relative, a neighbor, co-worker, not a professional, but just as somebody who cares. And then refer them appropriately uh, to the, uh, the best place for them. Not everybody needs to go to the emergency room. Not everybody needs a 911 call. So we need to figure out how we can refer appropriately to get help that people need. Dr. Rob, um, if you would be uh, so kind as to explain, how can people sign up for the workshop? How far in advance? Uh, what's been the reception so far that of people that have uh, taken part in your workshop? Well, the first part of the question, uh, the best way to find out uh, the registration link for the, I do it on Zoom, the first uh, and third Tuesday of every month for the community. It's free, obviously. Um, but I, the best way to get that link is to go to healthybodieshealthyminds.org, and you can register for whatever day uh, works for you. It's usually between 6 and 7.30. It's just an hour and a half training. It is an evidence-based training, and at the end, you're certified as a uh, suicide prevention gatekeeper for three years. Uh, this is a great training. It really does uh, help a lot of people. So if you go to that website, healthybodieshealthyminds.org, you can uh, register for any of the trainings that, that are done. Um, the feedback has generally been very positive. Last spring, I, I presented the, the class to some teachers at Charo, and I got an email back from one of the teachers who said, you know, I took this course thinking this is going to be a complete waste of time because I teach kindergarten, I don't need to know this stuff, but I want the credit, so I'll go ahead and do it. And I found that I was 100% wrong. It is a very, very useful class for anybody to take. I found it extremely helpful, and I'm just encouraging everybody to take the class. So that's the kind of feedback we get. And I want the listeners to know, I I plan to take this, uh, obviously because of my occupation, I come in contact with all different types of people, and as I've shared with Dr. Rob, folks, and, and I've talked about it on the air, but uh, just this past spring, there was someone that I knew, had known for quite some time, um, and then he just found himself in a place that he could not climb out of. And I, I, I wish that I had been had taken that type of workshop. And I, I don't know if it would have changed, but I could have changed the dynamic. But um, but it's terrible when it happens to someone that you know, and then you think that maybe maybe they're... And in this particular case, there were some warning signs. Now, folks, this also, we're speaking with Dr. Rob Harrison. And Dr. Rob, something that people can do instantly, and that is, I love this 20-point head checkup, mentherapy.org. Folks, there has been, and again, I recognize this is a topic a lot of people don't want to talk about, but I have found, Dr. Rob, everywhere I'm going, people are secretly kind of asking me about it. But there is an epidemic of, right now, men. And it's, it's men over the age of 50 that for whatever reason have found themselves in a 
in a place where they uh, they, they don't see a way out and they, they take the most drastic action possible. And, and this is something that people can either do for themselves or maybe share with their, with their husband or a brother or just even send the link to a coworker, someone they're a little concerned about. Um, again, it's, it's not an easy thing to, to broach, but at the same time, you could be saving someone's life. Absolutely. Uh, if you go to mantherapy.org, in the first place, it's, it's very, uh, very funny. It's a very humorous approach to try to engage middle-aged men uh, to con- consider what their mental health is uh, is like, and also to see what other people have done to get uh, to get help. Um, it, the twenty-point head inspection helps a guy figure out: Am I just being really stressed, or am I really dealing with anxiety or depression or some other kind of mental health problem? Um, it also gives you tons of resources. Gives you videos of other people who've struggled and, and have found help. Uh, so it's just a, a great website, just mantherapy.org. Anybody can do it. Uh, the other nice thing about it is there's no stigma associated. Nobody's seen you go to a physician's office or, or to a therapist or anything like that. Um, not that those things are bad, but a lot of men uh, have that stigma and don't want anyone to know that what they're doing. So this is a way that nobody else has to know what you're doing but it's a great resource for for anyone who's struggling. Folks, again, the website is mantherapy.org. All is here. It's going to start to get colder. Folks, call R.E. Coogan & Heating today at 401-732-6562. R.E. Coogan & Heating, 24-hour emergency service, whether it's plumbing or heating and cooling, helpful, trustworthy, reliable. As Coogie says, let us into your home don't fix it alone. Call them today, 401-732-6562. You can also find them on Facebook and the website, recooganheating.com. They're helpful, trustworthy, reliable residential services. From winter to summer, trained technicians provide 100% service, one customer at a time. Service calls, maintenance agreements, call RE Coogan and Heating today, 401 732 6562. It's Coogie, 401-732-6562. Again, look for them on Facebook and then the website, recooganheating.com. Call now. Keep your home nice and warm. Gas, oil burners, 24 emergency service, RE Coogan and Heating, 401-732-6562. You're listening to The John DePietro Show on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, remember, you can always listen online at our website, dipietro.com. Check out the website, dipietro.com. We have original, unique, exclusive stories, videos, content, all our links to social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. It's all right there, and that's also the best way to reach me. Log on at the website, depetro.com, dipietro.com. Brothers Disposal. Call Brothers Disposal today. Get a purple dumpster for your driveway. How do you know it's Brothers Disposal? Because it's a purple dumpster. Look for them on Facebook and give them a call for an estimate. 401-688-0517. Get a dumpster in your driveway. Maybe you're cleaning out your basement, your garage, unwanted belongings. Maybe you just have some things in boxes that you've never taken out. Clean it out with Brothers Disposal. They're also now offering weekly trash collection services. Call Brother Roland today at Brothers Disposal, 401-688-0517. Whether it's a small household construction project or you just need a dumpster to get rid of some unwanted belongings, call Brothers Disposal today. Come on, brother. Call Brothers Disposal, 401-688-0517. Look for them on Facebook, Brothers Disposal. Get a dumpster in your driveway, 401-688-0517.